Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today members exclusive podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Friday the 10th of November, just past 11.30. And as usual, with all the information contained in this podcast, it is general advice only. So please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this podcast. All right, well, we just passed the RBA Statement of Monetary Policy which came out just three minutes ago. And it looks like the uh, the highlight, if that is what you'd like to call it, is that the RBA is forecasting higher for longer inflation. No real shift there, I guess, and no real revelations. But the market this morning, currently, we are down 48.2 points, or 0.69%, back well and truly below 7,000, 66.7%. We opened at 7,017.6, but it was never going to hold that. We had a high of 7,018.2 and currently trading pretty close to our lows of 69.65. That statement of monetary policy is available to read on the RBA website, but higher for longer in terms of inflation. And that does also translate into higher for longer in terms of interest rates. Of course, last night we did see the US rally across the board in their indices come to a bit of a shuddering halt as Federal Reserve Chief Jerome Powell was on a panel for the IMF and was talking about his commitment, I guess, to keep rates higher and to quash inflation. And they still see they are a long way away from that 2% target. So higher for longer Uh, there as well in terms of rates. We did see the bond market in the US push higher in terms of yields, and our bond market here has done a similar thing. Uh, The US had an auction last night of um, twos and 30-year bonds to fund the US debt. Uh, It didn't go off as well as they would have liked. We've got Australian 10-year yields at 4.64. That's bouncing quite considerably from 4.52 yesterday. And uh, amazingly, U.S. 10-year government bonds as well, 4.64% yield. So they were plunging uh, back down to around 4.52% as well. But now they have rallied as well. So the question, I guess, that we're all asking ourselves is whether the U.S. rally is over and whether we have seen the best of it. Last week, of course, was a, a very, very good week, eight straight days of gains. But uh, it does look as if we're certainly in for a pause, maybe a consolidation, uh, but hopefully not an end to this rally. But certainly Jerome Powell was pouring some cold water very much on the uh, irrational exuberance that we have seen in the last few days. I had a note this morning from uh, my good friend Richard Morrow, uh, which he had some great turns of phrase in terms of uh, what was going on. He did talk about the US Treasury trying to ram $24 billion US of 30-year paper down the market's throat. But not surprisingly, the market showed little interest in the brand new Biden IOUs. And the computers, as he said, started puking out other bonds, driving up the 30-year running yield 15 basis points. And the 10 years at 12 basis points to 4.62. The share market, he said, lost a small layer of paint in the car crash. So a lovely turn of phrase there from Richard and pretty much sums up what happened in the US last night. 
Turning to our market today, that bond yield rise has knocked pretty much the whole market across the board. Banks are down, CBA down 0.8, uh, Westpac down 1.2. NAB, some broker downgrades, I guess, coming through following the results yesterday, down 1.8%. Macquarie off half a percent. And uh, the rest of the industrials taking a little bit of a sickie today. We've got zero continuing to fall down on a 2.7%. Uh, the jury uh, was a little bit mixed today in terms of broker upgrades and downgrades, but I think the consensus is, and as I wrote this morning in the Marcus Today, uh, Henry's take on zero, because I did do a takedown of uh, zero back in July, suggested that it did look a little toppy at 120 bucks, and it would be a good idea to uh, lock in some of those profits from the big rise that it saw as the new CEO got her feet under the desk and focused on growth at a reasonable rate as opposed to growth at any price. Uh, but certainly the market does seem to be uh, of the opinion there's no reason to be there at the moment. Uh, WiseTech down 0.2% as well. So tech in the US was easier and it doesn't help Zero's case. But certainly there is a big divergence in terms of price targets. I think Macquarie is the lowest at 87 and there's some that's still got 130 odd dollars in price targets on that one. So that, as they say, is what makes a market. The rest of the market, as I say, is pretty weak across the board. Uh, we have seen Eli Lilly in the US uh, get approval for one of the new uh, diabetic uh, weight loss drugs. Uh, ResMed not doing too well on the back of that, down 2.5%. CSL pretty flat, not doing anything, which is a bit of a relief. The good news in the market, if there is any good news, is the iron ore stocks continuing to hold up. A bit of a saving grace there. BHP up 07 Rio up 06 and Fortescue up 1%. But that is the only saving grace in the resource sector. Lithium stocks once again on the nose. Lithium prices falling back. And I did read an article today on Bloomberg talking about why the US consumer is not embracing the EV with the same gusto that the Europeans and even the Chinese are embracing. Lack of network charging opportunities, part of the reason. And also the cost of EVs, even with subsidies in the US, is far higher than the petrol version. And uh, in a cash-constrained economy, uh, that is playing on US consumers' mind. And of course, the US do tend to love their gas guzzlers. Some of those rams, etc., are pretty huge and pretty... Um, Pretty much on the gas-guzzling scale, they certainly wouldn't go past in the UK with the ultra-clean low-emission zones. They certainly wouldn't be going into London with any of those trucks. Looking at some of the winners today, just before we head on to uh, a little more insights, hopefully. Uh, Imugene, which I did uh, an interview with the CEO over a year ago, as it turns out. I thought it was only yesterday, but there you go. It has whipped by. Another good day for them, although somewhat off the top. 142 million shares traded so far this morning. They're up 6.8%. Uh, they are trading now at 12 cents. Uh, they had hit um, 15 cents at one stage. So uh, a pretty good day in terms of volume and another 9% as it's just ticked up a little bit gain for Imogen, which has had a meteoric rise. There has been some pretty big and spectacular moves this week. Uh, we are seeing uh, some more moves today, some just pretty silly, to be honest. Uh, Rubik's Resources, the latest one to be pretty silly. Uh, Rubik's RB6 is the stock code there. They closed last night at 12 cents. They opened this morning at 14. They hit a high of 21 and a half. 
and a low of 13. They're currently 18 cents on 4 million shares. And what has got everybody excited here? It's hard to believe, isn't it? Um, they have completed some field work at the Celium Lithium Project in James Bay. And the Cultural Heritage Survey is to commence at Lake Johnson. And a program of works of drilling has been approved. So there you go. Uh, drilling imminent and the market up 50% on the back of that. Seems pretty crazy to me, but uh, who am I to argue? Some of the runners and riders from previous days, the likes of Raiden Resources, taking a bit of a break today, down 4%. Uh, WML Woomera also are down, uh, well, they're unchanged actually today. Uh, so nothing very exciting there. But other lithium stocks, the bigger players, under pressure again today. Some of the losers today uh, do include uh, the likes of uh, Sayona, Chalice. Uh, we've also seen uh, Wildcat coming back to Earth, using up one of their nine lives following that capital raise at 76 cents for 80 million bucks. Uh, remember that Mineral Resources took a near 20% stake at $85. We're also seeing some selling in Core Lithium as well today. And just basically selling across the board. It is a Friday. We have been holding up pretty well. So there is a kind of a book squaring from some of the traders that usually happens on a Friday. So uh, a little bit of locking in some of those profits, I guess, before the weekend. Because as we know, anything could happen over the weekend and usually does. As far as the strategy goes, well, I'm alert yet not alarmed. I guess uh, to some extent we have to wait and see what the weekend brings what Friday night brings for the US markets and whether we see a follow through on that selling that we saw last night. Uh, it has been up eight days on the trot. So that is a pretty significant. I did see on CNBC that those of you who have looked at the newsletter, uh, there was a good graphic from one of the presenters there that was talking about the last time they had this kind of run with the eight days. Then we saw uh, the market did tend to plateau out, consolidate, but still it was grinding higher. This was according to the Stock Traders Almanac, which is a bit like the, uh, the financial version of Wisdom. So uh, that is uh, something to bear in mind tonight. I guess we will find out whether we're going to see a little bit more selling in the US or whether people are going to take Jerome Powell at his word in terms of how hawkish he is still on interest rates. So that remains in the balance, but certainly alert yet not alarmed. I haven't changed any of the settings in our strategy portfolio or in our ideas. The BHP is going okay, nothing startling. Macquarie going relatively okay, nothing startling there. As far as the one-stop portfolios go, um, but um, certainly uh, that is something to uh, keep an eye on because things can change pretty quickly. As far as the, uh, the ETFs and the strategy goes, as I say, no real change there. Alert, but not alarmed as yet. Although Monday, of course, is another day. In some of the individual stocks that we hold, Domain uh, just uh, steadying around $3.52. We did have the REA results out today. Of course, they are the dominant player, as well as News Corp results. Uh, REA down 2.4%. So it looks as if we backed the right horse, at least in the short term. Uh, we have got Qantas uh, slipping a little bit, down 1.1% this morning. And Telstra, uh, the afterglow, I guess, of the Optus outage, uh, just diminishing slightly down a, a one cent. So nothing very exciting there. But GPT, 
of course, uh, very much geared to interest rates with that REIT sector. Uh, they are down uh, nearly 1.8%. And that SLF, uh, which is the uh, ETF on the property trusts, or as they're now called, the REITs, that's down around 0.8 of a percent. But at the moment, uh, no reason to change strategy. One day shouldn't really change uh, a kind of a medium-term strategy. But, uh, of course, we will be keeping an eye on it hoping that we don't see the follow-through from the US. The market here is trying to uh, stabilise around that 40-odd points down as we head into uh, a bit of a lunchtime lull, I guess. Uh, Currently, we've got US futures. Uh, We've got Dow futures down slightly, uh, as you would expect. Down only around 14 points for the Dow futures and NASDAQ futures only down around 34. So not much of a follow-through on that sell-off in the US. In Henry's take today, just having a little look uh, and a little more detail in zero, as I said yesterday, uh, certainly the company seemed to be doing what it said it was going to do in terms of sacrificing some of the growth for more profit. Uh, Certainly the uh, research out of there is a little bit ho-hum on zero. After my takedown in July, uh, pretty happy to just... uh, avoid for the time being, uh, but um, certainly sacrificing growth to an extent, especially with numbers in the UK and the US, not as good as the market would hope for, uh, does leave some question marks regarding valuation and that PE, which has always been massively high, and that of course can change in an instant and did yesterday, a big fall yesterday. So if you're interested in the zero, just have a little look at Henry's take today. My uh, headline was the honeymoon is over and certainly the new CEO did enjoy quite a big honeymoon for a while since she took over and the stock did uh, pretty much double uh, after uh, she took the helm but uh, has come crashing back to earth a little bit in recent times. Also finally just a sad note uh, to readers and members out there of Graham Hand from uh, First Links, who is a bit of a stalwart of the industry and a very nice guy. Uh, Just some sad news on his health there. And a stark reminder, I guess, not to take anything for granted, uh, and the lottery of life, which unfortunately we're all involved in. Well, that's it for me. We'll be back again Saturday with the weekend newsletter. Also, as a special treat for tomorrow's edition, I do have a guest writer who's written a really great article. Uh, It's called Confessions of a Serial Trader. Uh, Quite an amusing and uh, I guess it applies to some of us at different times of our careers or lives, but uh, certainly uh, a good article from uh, a guest writer. You'll probably be able to guess who he is uh, from his sign-off at the end, but uh, thanks very much for that article from him. So give it a read on Saturday. I'll be back this afternoon with the end of day report. Uh, Looking forward to that and of course the weekend edition of Marcus today. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great rest of the day. Stay in your